Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. And you're listening to Live from the Path here at uh, the Pathway Studios in Johnston Proper. You don't know this, but this is not a regular night that we broadcast. You have no idea when we're doing it. I think it feels like a Monday night. Does it? It's got the vibe. We take the vibe with us, Dan. That's the thing. It goes everywhere we go. I don't know if it's a positive thing to say, hey, your show really feels like Monday night. <laughs> it feels like everybody else is in bed. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, so maybe you're feeling it, maybe you're not, but we're glad to uh, glad to meet you here at Live from the Path. Uh, you know, it's it's been probably years since I said we're about honest faith, fierce grace, and donkeys. And since we were kind of talking about our tagline and uh, a, a few shows back, maybe that's just been a show back. Um, yeah. We've not revised yet because we're not thinkers. We're 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 talkers, prognosticators, and then kind of let go to the wayside,ers type it, of folks. It needs to sit there for a while. Yeah, it, it needs a stew. Yeah, it's like a good chili. That's it. We're a good Monday night chili. Yes. So anyway, Honest Faith, Fierce Grace, Donkeys, you're listening to Life from the Path. Hey, uh, so it's a cool show today. Um, I, I, we're going to talk uh, to Zebedee, and you don't know Zebedee, but you will after the show is over. You're going to know the man, and you're going you're gonna to love it. You're going to be super excited about what we're going to talk about. Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw it to Dan, though, because uh, Dan knows Zebedee even way better than I do. So Dan, maybe, maybe just start us off with uh, how do you know Zebedee? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Zebedee lives in Zimbabwe, and uh, we have talked a few times about uh, going to Africa. I know you guys went to Africa. To, to, to Where'd you go? Uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. You went to Ethiopia. Yep. And uh, I took a team to Zimbabwe last year and went the year before as well with Shanna. And uh, Zebedee uh, heads up the whole world in Zimbabwe, or at least the whole world of Hippo Valley Christian Mission. Oh, right. And um, that's the part of the world that uh, we have connected with over there. Uh, so Zebedee lives in Shredzi in Zimbabwe, and uh, he's here for a couple of days, so we thought we should get him on Live from the Path. Actually, he called us and said, can I come to America and be on Live from the Path? <laughs> As that, that's it. His face kind of betrays it. That may not have been how it went down. I may have exaggerated how the conversation went. Uh, <laughs> actually, he just—he just—he's graduate. You're graduate. I, I'm, I'm talking like you're not here. You're, you're right here. We're looking at each other. <laughs> Zebedee uh, is a graduate of, of Kentucky Christian University, and they just brought you back. Uh, was it a week ago? Two weeks ago? To give you an honorary doctorate degree. Oh man! Congratulations. Yeah, sometime in February, that's when I was notified to be aware that the board had voted to to honor me with a doctorate. That, and that's because of your years of dedicated work in Zimbabwe. You have how many schools? Twenty-seven. We have twenty-seven schools, orphanages. Uh, Three clinics and thirty-three congregations. So your your hands have been very busy over the past few years since leaving Kentucky Christian University. Yes, yes, I have been busy, and it is good to to see that the Lord uh, allowed me to be that busy. Yes. There are people who are even more educated, more clever, more older or younger than I am who could do it. But the Lord has allowed me to do that. I tell you what, I have been uh, thoroughly impressed having seen firsthand uh, a number of the schools now, having gone twice. I've seen uh, quite a few of the schools. I've preached in two of the churches. Uh, I have uh, relationships now with several of the people the preachers and just just number of the people in the modern world we can have relationships on on social media that you couldn't have back when we were in college yes yes <laughs> which yes. has been uh, really a pretty neat thing to get to know people on, on a personal level uh things are rough though over there right now yes uh things are rough in that uh, this year we didn't have the regular, uh, the normal rains, mm. so we are 
our part of the country is very dry. Okay. Uh, we we have drought, but on top of that, the economic situation so rough that the common person on the street finding some difficulties to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. So what, Zebedee, maybe you can just tell me a little bit more when, when you say you're not getting the normal rains. What types, of, what types of consequences are there to that? Well, when you don't have normal rains, which means Zimbabwe, Zimbabweans are people who live directly off the, the land. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, we don't live uh, from the supermarket as much except for the basic needs like sugar, the tea leaves, and so on. Yep. But most of our, the majority of what we need comes from the land. So it doesn't only affect the people, it also affects the livestock. Livestock is very important in Zimbabwe to the rural people because when you talk of uh, school fees, want to pay school fees, you want to buy clothing, you have to go back to your livestock and sell some. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now this year it's very dry. Livestock probably is not going to make it to the next rainy season hmm. because it's dry. So will, will the school population drop because people can't afford school? Yes, it does drop in some, in, in some other areas, especially... Mm-hmm. The rural areas, yeah. where I said they live directly off the land. If they are going to pay school fees, <clears throat> they have to sell something like grain, livestock, in order to pay school fees. Right. So you will see a number of kids dropping off uh, out of school. Yeah. And some parents deciding, oh, no, I can't afford to pay your school fees. You need to stay home. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, that's interesting, right? Because I think, you know, I, when we say, because the first thing I thought of when you said that the rains didn't come, I thought, okay, it's, there's probably going to be shortage of, of food and things. And I think, but, but our initial reaction doesn't include some of those peripheral things that say, look, it's not just humans, it's happening to livestock. And then how the use of that food and that livestock even starts to impact daily life when it comes to schooling and things, I think that's something we could easily miss. Like we wouldn't... <coughs> Yeah, see. A, a number of people out here, especially in public schools around here, uh, you don't pay uh, school fees directly to the school. It's all taken care of through your taxes. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the schools in, in Zimbabwe are private schools uh, like council and church schools, mine schools. They need money right, mm-hmm. right up front <clears throat> as school fees. Gotcha. So then you're, you're, you're losing students. That means you lose teachers too? You've got to pay the teachers? That's no, quite a ripple we, effect there, I suppose. We, we, we don't lose teachers okay. because we don't pay them directly. Mm. That's, teachers are paid by, by government, central, okay. central government. Gotcha. But what happens then is if the enrollment goes down, then government will come and say, oh, it's per ratio. It's like uh, one teacher to 35 or 40 students. If a class cannot come up to that number, then government is going to withdraw the teacher and post yeah. them somewhere. Okay. That's how you lose. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. So now, now, if I understand correctly, aren't this, the annual school fees around like 20 American dollars? Around, I mean... Oh, it's, it's more than that. It's more than that, but with the unstable economy, mm-hmm. where the U.S. dollar sort of dictates how many Zim dollars a school can charge. Okay because the exchange rate is not regulated. It's regulated by the bank, but people are avoiding the bank to go on the street where they can get more money. Uh-huh. Those who, can, who have access to the U.S. dollar, they go to the street and sell it over there and not in the bank, which also means 
unstable uh, amount of school fees in a school uh, where so parents earn in uh, Zim bond that's the Zimbabwe dollar mm-hmm. called the bond so where parents earn in Zim bonds they cannot afford uh, to, to share that with the school they will restrict that to food and other things mm-hmm. I see so so when you were talking you you started talking about um, kind of the rains and then now uh, you you had started to talk about the economic squeeze. Is that that kind of part of that that you were talking about? Just kind of the instability in the economic system. Yes, the drought impacts on economy mm-hmm. because when you don't have the grains, when the livestock is not there, then the economy for the rural person, the economy is hard to handle because mm-hmm. you don't have the money. Right. Uh-huh. You can go to the supermarket because you have not sold your goat. You have not sold your your your, your ox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does how do those this that situation how does Hippo Valley interact with with that? In what ways um, does that interact the things that you're doing? And how how are you helping to address some of that stuff? That's going on? Hippo Valley as a mission, we have uh, seen the need to help the kids. So we started off we we started up what we call the living proof. The living proof, then we have approached several uh, players here in the States, what we would call the... the uh, sponsors. The it? sponsors. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. The sponsors. We say to the sponsors, can you sponsor a kid uh, $20 a month? Mm-hmm. Of that twenty dollars, fifteen goes to mission, and the other five remains in the bank, uh, waiting for a grad kid to start high school. Because that's where the problem is. Oh, I see. I see. So we are cushioning them for their high school years. We recruit kids who are like. In grade two, three, four. Yep. When they are done with grade seven, they are ready to go into high school. Then that's where the five dollars, our the kids' five dollars, yeah, comes into play. Is it is it at that age? Like, there is there pressure to have them go work and not continue schooling? Is that the? We are trying to avoid that. Gotcha. By finding sponsors to sponsor these kids. Great schools, the parent can afford maybe because it's like twenty dollars a, a term, mm-hmm. which is three months. Yep. But when it comes to high school, it's going to be over that. I see. Okay. Some high schools are charging anywhere from seventy to a hundred, hundred and five. If it is boarding, then you are talking of almost eight hundred and something. Oh man! Right. So. We have tried to cater for those kids whose parents are notorious for not sending kids to high school. We go through the headmasters to do the selection and recommend them to us. Gotcha. What? What are the? What qualif- Like what? What causes for the recommendation? Um, is it uh, like good good grades or, or good effort or? Um, what makes up the recommendation? The, the recommendation is a bit rounded. We would like a well-behaved kid uh-huh. uh, who is uh, average in school, whose parents are known for not sending kids. Yeah. And then the headmaster's recommendation, together with everything else, gotcha. will see that kid... And in other cases, the kid, those kids who are orphans, we would like to help them include them in the living. Right. So, when you're in the the cities and there's a lot of people not working, and it's just a crunch going on, how what do they do to survive? How I mean, they have to eat. You can't just decide to not eat. Um, they have to live. 
What, what's happening? How are people getting by? You know, then you have been to Zimbabwe, you have seen these roadside markets. Mm-hmm. Somebody uh, goes to the vegetable market, fruit market, and everything, buys a few, and then comes and sits by the roadside. Maybe it's like 10 cents profit on the item. That's what they do in order to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in some areas, uh, that's how families break up because the father decides to go to South Africa, which is our ne- next door country mm-hmm. where, where most of the Zimbabweans have drifted to to find employment. Okay. So they leave families and go to South Africa. <laughs> Do they do they send money back or they just leave? They're just done. Well, or? well, they are supposed to be sending money back. Yeah. But what uh, attractions? Well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Some have gone. You know, uh, they say what? They go into old mines, uh, abandoned mines, and try to do something. Mm-hmm. And some of them die there. And when somebody dies like that, unless they have a relative there to notify people back home that so-and-so have died, he was gold panning, then you are not known. People just think uh, they have absconded to South Africa and not think about family. Mm. And yet the guy is dead. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the 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 schools you have um they teach bible I mean as part of the curriculum, right? So so you're you're teaching the people of Zimbabwe scripture which is really pretty cool. And I know you've had I've heard Al speak before he there, there's been a ton of people commit to Christ over the years. Uh, do, do you have? I don't even know the numbers. Do you, do you know any of them? I, I don't. I've heard them, but I don't. I don't have the figures. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it is through the school system that I got to to come to Christ. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course, teaching the Bible. The Bible is our our hallmark. Mm. All our schools. Bible is a subject, and also government. Department of Education, they allow that. And at the end of the year, they also send examination. These kids who learn Bible are examined by government mm-hmm. or Department of Education. It is a subject that the government recognizes. Hmm. Has, wow. that, has that always been the case, that the, that the government has been receptive to the, the gospel being taught or the Bible being taught? Yes, that's... Uh, the 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 background of Zimbabwe, because uh, remember I was talking to you. Maybe it's other people I was saying. When a new missionary came to Zimbabwe, the colonial government would look at and develop the areas and say, "Oh, you want to preach? Go there and preach." What they were expecting you to do is you go preach develop the people you, 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 you preach to by providing uh, schools and clinics. Uh-huh. So government has been uh, in the forefront. And the oldest uh, educational facilities are church-run. Church mm-hmm. That's really interesting, I guess. Like the, like that's, that's wise that, that um, the very nature of the gospel brings with it um, certain levels of, of infrastructure in order to try to help and develop people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you know I was uh, telling somebody, the Dutch Reformed from the Netherlands came way back. So when you come into the country, uh, like... Zimbabwe got its name from the Zimbabwe ruins. Five kilometers from the Zimbabwe ruins, which is a national monument, 
uh, lies one of the oldest mission stations, the Dutch Reformed missions. So you have the Dutch Reformed who came in the 1800s, and then you have the Roman Catholic, you have the Anglican, and United uh, Methodist. Then in the early, not very early, but early 1900s, like 30s, 40s, that's when the Church of Christ came into the country. But coming from New Zealand, the American missionaries, those who are recorded, of whom I am connected, they came 1956. The Pembertons, the Bruets, they started, they came in 1956. Those are the early mission stations. So Zimbabwe, part of Zimbabwe's educational uh, development came from the churches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the churches or the gospel has formed the backbone of Zimbabwe's development. That's pretty neat. Now, there, there's uh, other religions there. Uh, we saw pockets of people uh, off in the, the trees uh, wearing robes and, and things. They're kind of a mystic type. What, what, what's that all about? What are those groups? Uh, those are religious sects with no defined doctrine. Uh. Uh, one of their misguidance is that they don't want to, to worship in indoors. They can afford to build. Uh-huh. You have seen groups and groups of that. They can afford to build. But their religion you know, calls for open air <laughs> services. Those are misguided. And some of them don't want even to read the Bible. You don't bring the Bible to church. They, they don't want. They rely on uh, prophets. They say we, we, we receive messages, fresh mes- messages from the Lord each day, mm. which to me is, is not true. Right. Mm-hmm. They, believe, they believe in the God of the Bible, just not, but they don't study the Bible and they don't use the Bible as a way to otherwise guide. If they did use the Bible, it would contradict it contradicts some of their deeds. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Interesting. Well, okay, so uh, we're going to start a church in a few weeks in Chichichi, Zimbabwe. Che, che, che. Che, che, che. I'm saying chi, chi, chi. I got to get that straight. <laughs> They'll laugh at me every time. Che, che, che. Zimbabwe. Tell us a little bit about che, che, che. Okay. Che, che, che is. In the eastern part of uh, Chiredzi, maybe an hour or hour 20 to an hour and a half from the town of Chiredzi. The government uh, from 1980, uh, after independence, came up with an idea of keeping people in their own environment but replicating the town life to them by allowing them to, to, to form what we call growth points. Growth points are small towns in the rural areas. So Chechecha is one of them. Mm-hmm. There is a sugar industry or a, a, an agricultural big organization doing sugar cane right there. So it helps to back up this settlement. And it's along the, the Sabi River. Across the Sabi River is, our, is one of our churches. Across the Sabi River. But the, the, like I've been saying, our people, our government fails to bridge these rivers. Mm-hmm. So when it rains, no crossing. So we have decided to start this church across the river. Yeah. There are some other uh, businesses there like 
the cotton industry because that's where the the the, the locals grow cotton so it's it's right there okay then so so having having kind of interacted with with some of this what what excites you about the prospect of of planting a church in a place like che 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 well it is exciting in that for all this time we had not done anything in that in that area it's manikaland part of manikaland like i've said before when you know, the 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 colonial government would allocate places or regions to say oh church of christ you are there yeah united church of christ you are there this was a united church of christ region okay now we are penetrating we are crossing that line because we have people who who, who can do it right right is has that been a has that been a struggle in the past to have uh, the people that can do it? Or is it something that you've seen some continual growth in? Well, church groups were, were under that. They would do anything to block any other church to come in into the area. Even even among um, Christian-type churches? Yes, even the Christian, organize, Christian churches, huh. not our church, but the Catholic would be under anybody coming into their gotcha. midst. Gotcha. That church would be under... Maybe us too can be accused of the same thing. Mm. But now it's free to cross over. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited in that this is going to be one, one or the second uh, church that we are going to plant there. One is way up. Not even, you know... Close. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What what kinds of things um like what seems like an exciting opportunity, what are there are there um risks or things that, that um you worry about related to planning a church there or anything like that that's on your mind? I have no 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 worries per se. Mm-hmm. But my worries are uh, uh to do with the team that is coming, the safety of the team when they come over there. Yep. I want to make sure that they are safe mm. in an environment where you don't see a lot of white people right. running around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be my, 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 my concern and my worry. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm sure we are going to succeed uh, with the help of uh, the pathway I think uh, it's going to excite us in that we have you know, a partner yep. in the work. So what would, you, what would be uh, an important message to bring to the people of Chechiche that are struggling, uh, that um, are, one, are hungry, that are... are Facing all the challenges they're facing now, what would you, what would, a, what should a new church say to them? Well, when it comes to church, we have to be very careful what we include in our in our message. Mm-hmm. Except that ours is Christ saves, mm-hmm. without you know bundling it with the the the, the worldly gains. Mm-hmm. Oh, we will bring you this. We'll bring you this because when that uh, the, the 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 bundle is worn out, then they are also worn out. They yeah. go away. I understand that prosperity gospel is kind of popular. Oh it, yes, it, people oh, yes. are clinging to something. That's yeah. why I'm saying that. Yeah, because yep. Zimbabwe right now is full of uh, preachers who are preaching prosperity gospel. Okay, and uh, most of our young people. Most of our young preachers have been sucked into that. Mm. Uh-huh. Yep. There are prosperity gospel and also demon uh, possession, like we can pray for people, you know, for demons to go away. Mm-hmm. These are things which can be done, but that's not salvation. Right. 
That's not salvation. You can be a, a rich person, but still you need the salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. And so is that, that, that's interesting, I guess. So if um, we're, we're a country, if we start with where we started, where we're talking about uh, the lack of rain and um, kind of the economic situation, and there are people who are preaching a gospel that bundles with it worldly gain or worldly wealth, and obviously as they look around, they're not, they're not seeing it. Are you finding that to be a significant um, problem uh, as far as trying to introduce people to kind of the real notion of, of Jesus saves? Well, it has become a, a, a problem in Zimbabwe. Why? Because it has be, uh, brought with it division ah. in, in our own church. The young people who, th- who say, we need to preach the gro- uh, prosperity gospel. And the old horses who say, no, 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 no. Let's not attach uh, that to, to the gospel. All mm-hmm. we know we must preach is Christ saves. Mm-hmm. Seek ye the f- kingdom of God first, and mm-hmm. everything will be added on to you. So they, are, they want the added first. Mm-hmm. Before they, they 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 seek the kingdom. Gotcha. Mm. What a prosperity gospel. Uh, so uh, that's a good question. Yeah, the, yeah. the the prosperity gospel uh, is kind of kind of what we were talking about, where um, the notion of your relationship with Jesus comes with worldly blessing. Um, the thought that um, because I am in a relationship with Jesus, um, I should expect that He will reward me with things like good health. Um, lots of money, the desires of my heart, and the, the 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 way they talk about it is to say, well, if he's a good king who gives good gifts, then these are the types of things that would come along with it. Um, it is a it is a shallow perspective, and it is not seeking first the kingdom of God. It is a reflection of um, trying to use God to a certain extent to say, oh, it's a means of which I can make my life better, which ultimately is a selfish thing. And it isn't that God doesn't give good gifts, but like the way that we measure what is actually good has to come through a kingdom lens as opposed to, uh, I think it's good because it's delicious, even though it might give me a stomachache. That, that makes sense? Okay. Also, just to add, prosperity gospel, you don't, there are people who measure their faith by what they get. Look, I'm, 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 I'm a, a Christian in good standing because of all these things. The Lord has blessed me. Uh, if you don't get what I get, what I have, you are not a good Christian. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that is a terrible Measuring one's faith by the wealth around him is what we call prosperity gospel. If you are a really good Christian, will be rich. That's not it. Well, that's got to be, and that's got to be a very tough message to hear when people are preaching the prosperity gospel, and you look around and you you see the poverty that surrounds you, and the implication of what that seems to what you're saying about everyone else. Probably like faithful Christians here who are just in the midst of a, a drought and an economic uncertainty that is not of their own doing, and have that implication that's um that's not hope that's not the good news <laughs> yeah that's true so prosperity gospel is if you are a good christian god will he will bless you if you are not look at how poor you are and all that mm. that's that's the wrong measuring rod yeah like job's friend it is it's like job's friend yeah it's <laughs> with the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you are yeah, 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 yeah. There you are. So, so you have two orphanages. I, I've been to one of them, but I don't. I haven't. I haven't been to the the other. I went to one in Shredzi, but but I don't know where the other one's at. But so, what goes on in these orphanages? I mean, you're 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 teaching them some pretty neat life skills. Well, when we say we have two orphanages, we started off with a, a dorm situation where mm-hmm. kids lived in in dorms. That was called Red uh, Children's Home. And then our dream was to build individual houses, like you saw in the village, mm-hmm. 
and th that individual set up we called Chirezi Christian Children's Village where kids live in family uh, setups. Mm -hmm. So the old uh, children's home, we have turned it into a halfway house. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We have turned it into a halfway house for the boys. Those who are over 20, over 18, uh -huh. we move them to the, to the home. Yeah. We still supply them with the food, everything, but they are no longer under government scheme. Mm -hmm. The girls, too, we have a house in the township. Look, when these kids came, uh, come to us, some of them will be older than the, the grades that they are in. So when government writes us to say so-and-so is 18, you need to, to release. And we see that the kid is still a year or two before they complete high school. Yeah. So we move them to, to the halfway house where we will continue to, ex to educate them until they are done with their high school. Excellent. Or else, if the kid is very smart, we send them to, to either the, the college, technical college or university, teacher's college, whatever. This is going to be their home. When they come back on, on break, they go to, 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 to the halfway houses. Okay. Mm. What, what are the risks um, in, in that society for boys um, without something like halfway houses at their age if they just had to leave the orphanage and kind of go out into the society? It is very hard to predict, but some of it is predictable. Because uh, as boys, your heart breaks when you see them you know, walk up and down the township. They have nothing to do. Our policy is we would like to provide them with something. Even those who, can, who have failed their high school hmm? diplomas, we send them to the Polytech where they are going to just observe. That program, you don't have to produce grades. You need to be there, understand what the teacher is saying, and then they will release you to go back. Ah, okay. So, so that now we have plumbers, plumbers amongst us. We have... Uh, car mechanics or mm -hmm. builders. We don't employ them, but we let the community absorb them. Oh, right. The girls, too, uh, we have had you know, some heartaches with the girls. You can't just let them walk the street. They are going to be abused. It's going to be their first time into the real world. Yeah. And they are going to be attracted by things which are not worthy yes, right. to wreck your life on. Now, now life in the, the, the village, the orphanage, is, is I really love how you have it set up. There's, there, there's the homes, and there's, there's like parents who live in a home, and there's a mixed age of children, but you're teaching them how to clean and cook and, and grow food. And, like they even were grinding their own peanut butter out of peanuts, uh, you know. I mean, the, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? The just the life skills they're they're learning. Yes, we we want them, and we also treat them like the ordinary kids in the homes. Mm -hmm. In our in our setup as Africans, a kid needs to know how to cook. They know how know how to clean the house. Most of these chores, a kid needs to, to, to do that. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I regret about us is this uh, where the demarcation of duties. A girl does this, a boy does that. And that limits 
and deprives kids of some of the things they could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, uh, the way we have set up the the, the village. Eight, the, we, each village has ten. No, no. Each house has ten kids: five girls and five boys. Okay, boys do, do gardening. The girls do the cooking. There is no crossover mm. where g- girls can do the gardening. Of course, they do these days, but the boys cooking uh. so that when they are done with the village, they are going to start learning to cook wherever. If they are employed, they have to learn to cook for themselves. Yeah, something that they should learn while they are. Yeah. With us, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dan, you you have been um, you're you're obviously a church planner. Um, we're we're broadcasting from uh, Pathway Church here in Johnston um, that you started, and so as you start to hear and interact with the work of Hippa Valley, like what what gets you excited about that work, having come from this context? Yeah, um, I, I I just I. I first became so excited about what Hippo Valley was doing when I when I heard of the schools and the churches in the schools and the orphanages and 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 they're not just going through the motions they're they're teaching the Bible they're teaching Jesus they're teaching salvation and and people are responding and they're becoming Christians and and they're changing lives and and I think that's that's it I mean that's what we're called to do mm-hmm. that's that's the gospel you know it, it, no matter where you're at where you know as you go that's what you do you make disciples and and it's exciting to me to see uh an organization a mission that that is that is literally impacting uh the nation of Africa or of anywhere but but uh, happens to be Africa and i just wanted to join with what you guys were doing uh because i i just was so excited about the passion you guys have and uh, so as I've gone there a couple times now and, and taken part, we did a revival, we did uh, the teacher um, uh, conference, what do you, I can't remember, the, the actually you call it the, the annual teacher's uh, gathering uh, two years ago. I was part of that. Um, and um, I, I don't know how we led to the point of starting a church this year other than I thought, well, why not? You, you know, that's what you guys do and we can be a part of that. That's... I, I love I'm, I love starting churches. I love starting things and new things, um, and and here's an opportunity for us to jump on and help start something. But you already have the oversight there. You have the people who are trained. You you have um, people in the culture of the culture that can teach the culture. You, you know, so you don't rely on us, but we can be the the spark to get the, things going. The enabling, yeah, you are enabling us, yeah. To accomplish some of these things, and, and there's so much hardship over there. How how do people go through hardship without Jesus? You know, it just makes it worse. And I think if we can, that improves their life, just giving you joy in the midst of, of a bad time. But it also, if we can impact an eternity, um, I don't know. The whole thing just to, to me gets gets my blood going and, and gets me excited about being a part of that. So. Um, you know, it's an exciting thing also for us that uh, we get partners. Uh, we get partners like you who are saying to us, identify areas where there are no churches, and we will help you to establish. We'll help you come up with. Maybe with the funds to hire a preacher for some time. That's very exciting because we would like to do that, but it overwhelms us. Right. Right now, uh, we have uh, almost 15 preachers, some of them preaching two, two or three areas. So it overwhelms us. Yeah. But 
getting uh, partners like this, you are, we are not alone right. in the field. Mm-hmm. We have partners who are with us. And the idea of you coming along, experience, see, it cuts on the homework on us to tell you, oh, this, is, this works this way. Because you come and your hands, yep. get your hands dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Mm-hmm. You get your hands dirty. Some of the things we don't explain, you see them right there. Some of the poverty that we would, I would have a hard time explaining. You see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even on, on this end, it has been really neat to take a team over there, watch them get their hands dirty, fall in love with, with people and, and the people of Zimbabwe, and then come back and, and their, their vision of the gospel is so much bigger. And their involvement here becomes so much bigger, and their involvement with their friends and making disciples. They're making disciples here. For the sake weren't. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like, well, shoot, I went that far to, to do something. I can surely do it here, too. And yeah. they have a passion they didn't have before. So it's a win-win for, for both, both yeah. of us. Yeah, like Pathway, I was listening you know, today. There are people who are coming to Zimbabwe who are not part of this congregation uh-huh. but they want to be part of it mm-hmm. so when they come back there is going to be a closer link between pathway and those people mm-hmm. eventually they are going to decide Ah, the best way is just go to pathway <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah because sure. some of them are going to choose when they get over there see the poverty, see the excitement of the kids, they will choose, I want to sponsor a kid here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win situation. And I hope Pathway gets blessed both numerically and economically in, in this venture we have, got, we, we have gone into. It's been neat to, uh, we're calling this the ZIP project, the Zimbabwe, Iowa project. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it has allowed people that weren't part of Pathway to, to say, hey, we just, can you, can you support $5 a month to help s- get this church you know, going? Uh, and we have not fully funded that yet, but we're, we're I mean, I'm just going to cover whatever is not. So it's, you're good. Don't 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 get nervous. Well, well <laughs> you're like what? <laughs> We're not funded. No. <laughs> um, the it's just been neat to see people throughout the state say, "Well, I can I can afford five dollars." It's like, of course you can. That's a cup of coffee down the road, you know. And and they'll do it once a month, and they they just get on their the rotation. And so it's it's been neat to see other people get involved. That's been my goal is to expand it beyond just the pathway church thing, but but to like, hey, they're, they're, we can impact the world, uh, we can impact Africa mm-hmm. by starting a church and, and, and change generational cycles over there in, in families and, and a, a whole ripple effect uh, from Chichiche into wherever uh, will happen as the gospel spreads. And I think we're a part of that. Just, uh, man, yeah, that's... Uh, I, was, I was telling uh, one couple last year, they have sponsored a kid not through living proof, but through the the, the orphanage. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the kid has gone ex- excelled. He is now doing second year of university. And I said to them, maybe down the road, the kid you will see the kid in person. Yeah, you will see the kid, meet the kid in person. So, what a joy! When you see you have changed a life, here is somebody who had no future, so to speak, but you have helped to to usher in some future in the kid. Mm -hmm. University graduate, no no parents, but it it, it becomes a university. Mm. The ripple effects to that, maybe... The kid is going to replicate that. That 
he or she can help somebody. Right. Uh-huh. So, so Zebedee, you've been you've been um you've been at this work for a while. For quite a while. What would you say, like, was there anything that was unexpected about, like, I'm just thinking about all the things that the Hippo Valley is involved in, and orphanages and, and church planning and, um, and the programs with the, with, with the boys and, and the schooling, and, and it just, there's a lot of really cool things going on. What has, if anything, has surprised you about doing this type of work? Well, I, I always say, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> Just to give you an, a, an, an example, I'm one of 24 kids, and who would have uh, thought one of 24 kids would end up in, in, in the States? Right. My father educated me up to maybe eighth grade or so, and then from there, my education came through the Bible college and this, and now here I am. Right. And I, I'm excited by what God can do. God does, you know, things beyond our imagination. We were, we were in, in Kansas 2013 with Al. When we talked about the living proof, about uh, start this organization, living proof, where we can save five dollars of the twenty, blah blah blah. Now the living proof is excelling. Mm-hmm. We are almost fifteen or thirteen hundred kids in oh, the wow. living proof. Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh-huh. We are there. Yeah. Our goal is to net fifteen hundred. Which we which I think is going to and our first crop our first crop is uh, doing I think it's the second year or third year. It's sec- second year of high school. <laughs> so it God does things beyond our imagination. If we are allowed to, if we allow him to use us, both mind and, and body. Yeah. Now you have some medical clinics too. Oh, yeah. Holy cats. I wasn't even ready for this. Medical yeah. clinics. Yeah. It's kind of off my radar because I'm not in the medical world. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we toured one that was in the process of being built last year. I'm assuming it's, is it going now or has it met all the code? Uh, uh, the one that you went to. Is a new, a new project, which mm-hmm. means we have to be inspected every stage. Yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, w- when you went there, you saw the the the, the clinic, uh-huh. the clinic building, and also the houses. Yeah. Now we we are left with the building, a uh, waiting mother's shelter. The the pregnant uh, women. Mm-hmm. Uh, come and stay there waiting for their delivery day. Ah. Now, now, yeah, can you explain a little bit about why that's necessary? Because it, it's, you know, it's just different than here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You see, in, in Zimbabwe, the clinics are way up, uh, apart. The villages are way apart from the clinic. So women, that we don't have ambulances running around, uh, people don't have cars to throw in a, a woman who is in labor. Mm-hmm. So they have to come and stay there at the clinic. So in order, it is government uh, uh, requirement that every clinic must have a waiting mother's shelter, ah. a house where they are going to come, they cook for themselves, they cater for themselves, so that when... Whenever their day is there, they can walk to to clinic. Gotcha. So we 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 are in the process right now of building the, the waiting mother's shelter. Gotcha. And also, we have to build an outer building uh, for the clinic. The clinic will have inside plumbing, but we have to provide that the outer house in case. The water system is not working. Ah. 
Is that common that the water? Very common. Okay. You you have to have it out there. Gotcha. But <clears throat> before we do the plumbing, we have to drill a water well. Ah. So the plumbing is held off until we find a water source, right. so that when we do the plumbing, we don't send it to the water source. Ah, right. Yeah. Uh, and contaminate the water. Right. So that's the major. That's the major step right now. Is that is that um, that difficult work to locate the the water source? Does that uh, take a lot of resources? It takes a lot of resources uh-huh. because you have to bring in somebody to divine. That is a spot where the water is underground, and then you have to hire a drilling rig, and then you do the piping, set up the tanks. And then you plumb the houses. Nurses' houses must have running water. The clinic must have running water. Once we have done that, then we can do the ceiling of the clinic. Right. Then we can do the the tiling, ceramic tiles in the clinic. Gotcha. Because the labor the labor room has to be tiled. Hmm. Uh huh. Gotcha. Now, how many you have? Is that the third clinic? That's the third clinic. Okay, yeah, yeah. We have Dama Clinic, which is uh, from Chirezi. You may go for an hour, an hour 20. Okay. And then we have Dine Clinic. You go for three hours. But Dine Clinic, where we built a clinic building, which we dedicated on March 22. Okay. Uh-huh. Simply because the sponsoring church uh, set a date to come out and do the, the, the dedication. So we invited uh, dignitaries from the uh, Department of Health, from council, from the police, the chiefs and headmen. They were all there. The school teachers, they were there. Those who are going to frequent clinic mm-hmm. so so let's say someone someone's listening and they say look there's a lot of a lot of good work going on here uh and i'd like to be a part of it so i don't know if that's a two-part answer or a one-part answer uh dan zebedee how can how can people help what's the website hippo valley christian hippo i don't yeah i just it's just in my memory so i don't know where did i see the papers down there on that desk yeah, we do have pamphlets for the uh, living proof. Yeah, that's where the the the, the website is. Uh, I but guess you could go to hippovalley.org. I think so. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You can there learn about. Is. Yeah, they're about Zimbabwe, living proof. Yes. Okay. Good. Dan, Dan, let's say people uh, they like the they like the local. They like this zip project business. What yeah. do we, what do they get in on? We actually have a Facebook page, the Zip Project. And it has a zipper on it. It's the state of Iowa. <laughs> and it's a zip, the zip project. Or our church website, There's a, if they want to give $5 a month or whatever figure, uh, they can actually sign up on our website for online giving, and we'll channel it all through to the new church. So that's uh, Facebook. The, Facebook, you can look for the zip project. And uh, if you want to give through Pathway, you can go to thepathonline.org, and uh, there's a link there uh, that you can get to from the front page for, for giving, and you could set up for that? Yep. Perfect. All right, sweet. Uh, uh, well, go I, ahead, David. I would say as many people as there are partner with us, the better. But don't do it for Hippo Valley, do it for your Lord. Right, yeah. Don't do it for Hippo Valley Christian Mission because Hippo Valley Christian Mission is one of the players. When you do it, you become one of the players too. So don't do it for Hippo Valley. Do it for the Lord. Two and four, the Lord. You know, it's really funny. This all started on, on, on for me, and I saw an opportunity to, I could sponsor for $100 a college student in Africa for room and board for one month. And I thought, that's a great opportunity. I have $100. Uh, it's, they could, it could give them a college education to train an African to teach in Africa I don't have to go there. I don't have to learn culture. You know, there's all the. It's just 
that's a that's a win. That's great. So I did that a couple months, and then I met Al, and he's like, "Well, come out sometime." And then it's all kind of blown up from there. But uh, mm-hmm. but it was all because yeah, it's like uh, we can help you be much more effective in Africa, just like I'm much more effective here. Uh, but we can go be a shot in the arm and be a partner in ministry with you, uh, rather by going or simply by funding. And, that's that's uh, yeah. true. That's true. It's all for the glory of God. So All to the glory of God. We do it to and for His glory. Yep. Yep. Amen. Hey, you've been listening to Live from the Path. Big thanks uh, for, for Zebedee. Thank you for coming in and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Um, best of luck. I hope um, this is a good opportunity for folks to jump on board. Actually, Dan, what you said reminded me of something you said earlier, which is, um, you know, or what Zebedee had said earlier. If you're just willing to let God use you in your heart and your mind, and like that one step into say, the, the college fund thing, just kind of open up more doors of which God can continue to kind of reveal that He's doing awesome work with you, even if you weren't ready for it. Yeah. And so uh, that's awesome. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope that's encouragement to you guys. Uh, if you got any feedback for us, shoot us an email info at livefromthepath.org. Uh, Otherwise, uh, we will see you next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Mm